What is up, everybody? It's me, your favorite big sister Tasha, back at it again with episode two. I know, I know, it's been what nearly a month since I posted my last episode, which was also my first episode. I do want to be uploading every other week, that's still the plan, but I just started a new job, which is no longer working from home. It has a 45 minute commute each way, so it's very different and I'm just just feeling that out, but um, I promise I'll try harder, so please bear with me. So in this week's episode, I'm actually really excited to be speaking with you guys about this topic. I put up a poll on my Instagram, if you don't follow me yet, it's at your big sis Tasha, um, go ahead and follow me now, I will give you five seconds, I will wait. Perfect, okay, thank you so much. Um, so a lot of you voted for me to talk about what it's like being a Filipina here in the UK, and that's really interesting for me because, I mean, I could talk about it all day, and... Here I am about to do that. No, I'll, I'll give you guys a shorter version. So I'll be talking about what my life was like back home, what I thought about moving here and how I felt about moving here and my mum leaving um, to come here first, my first impressions of the country, what it was like at school for me and I guess just where I am now and how I feel about it. So... If you guys are interested to hear what I have to say about that, then let's dive right in. Okay, so I thought I would start with just talking a little bit about my life back home in the Philippines. So I lived in Lesbina City, that's where my family are from. I had a great childhood. It's It was a house filled with love and I was very spoilt too. I was the I mean, I'm the eldest grandchild now, but at the time I was the only grandchild and I was the only grandchild for seven years. So you can probably gander a guess from, from that as to why I had such a great childhood. But on top of that, I lived in a house with obviously my mum and dad, my grandma um, and my dad's five siblings. So there were six of them all together. Uh, it was it was a big enough house for everybody. So it wasn't like it was cramped or anything. And... You'll hear me acknowledge how privileged and lucky I was about my life back home because I do acknowledge that it's not a life that everybody lived. Um, We weren't overly, you know, wealthy or anything. It's just that I did live a comfortable life. We, I mean, in the Philippines, it's not rare to have help. But, you know, me and my sister, we had a nanny each. We had multiple help in the house. So, you know, we had, like I said, we had a nanny each and then we had a maid and then we had someone who came in to do the clothes for us. Like, it's, it's yeah, I'm very lucky to have had that. Um, and on top of that, you know, I went to private school. So, yeah, I was very lucky to have lived the life that I did back home. So I mentioned that because... As a child, I I knew what overseas Filipino workers were, OFWs, because, I mean, my mum's side, my grandparents, I didn't meet them until I was 13 when I visited them in America because, you know, they've lived and worked in America for years before I was even born. So I was aware of what OFWs are and how they worked abroad to, you know, to provide for their family back home, but... Apart from that, the only other 
like knowledge that I had of OFWs were from movies and TV shows and I felt like I didn't feel like my family fit into that category and how I lived because I thought well we're fine we are very lucky to have what we have so why would one of my parents feel the need to go abroad and work there and be away from us you know we are lucky enough to not have to do that I thought it was something that people had to do because it was that or starve essentially you know it was it was that dramatic and and I understand that for the most part that is correct but for me I didn't understand I mean I just didn't think that that would ever have happened to me and then you know fast forward I was probably yeah I was about eight years old at the time my my mum she actually was the one that went to England she was a Filipino nurse I mean she still is a Filipino nurse but um yeah so she told us that she was going to England and it was me and my sister at this time and my sister was what one or two she was very young um and I just I remember being more confused and upset I mean, bear in mind, I was really young, so I can't really remember everything. But from what I can recall, I just remember being confused rather than upset. And it didn't hit me until my mum left. And I remember when we got back from the airport. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. When we got back from the airport, my mum had this top that she wore the day before. Or she wore it to bed. And, um, And I remember just putting it in a pillow... And I remember I would, I hid in between these two armchairs that we had in the front room because I didn't want my sister to see me cry because I missed my mum. Oh my God, this is becoming a very emotional podcast. <laughs> but I miss my mum and, um, and I've never been like away from my mum until that point. And, you know, I, I just hugged that t-shirt for so long because it's not like her and I'm gonna leave this part in because for those who are lucky enough to not have to um relate to this um this is the reality for a lot of Filipino families and I was lucky enough because my mum only you know she went to Eng- she went to England she went to England in January and we were here with her by September and she came home before that as well for quite a while just to you know see us and help us get ready so you know less than a year is a very quick time my mum you know gathered all her money to get me and my brother I mean me my sister and my dad at, at that time to be with her so again very lucky that it wasn't any much longer than that you know a lot of people don't still you know they live here for years and the only time they really get to see their kids is when they go home so I'm very lucky that that was my situation but um I just remember it being really sad that my mum had to go. Okay, so, like I said, that was was just really, really difficult for me. But um, it is what it is that happened. But my mum worked really hard to get the rest of us back with her as soon as she could. And that was, you know, that was amazing. I knew about England and I was lucky enough because... um, 
I spoke English very well. It's, you know, although Filipino technically is my first language, I spoke English as, as well as I spoke Filipino, maybe even better. So I was lucky enough that I didn't have that anxiety of being able to express myself to people and, and adapt because I didn't have to worry about the language barrier there. And I'm just a fairly confident child anyway. I remember coming here and expecting it to be fairy tales because I loved fairy tales and all princesses and princes were English as far as I was concerned and they all lived here. Um, So it was really fun because it was autumn so it was cold and you know I never I never experienced that before so that was really interesting for me and we came to Sussex where I actually still live now and my family still live now and it, it was it was nice because it was the countryside so although it wasn't castles it was still very different and and I liked that and I didn't I wasn't scared I didn't really feel anything I just I just remember being quite excited and you know being a family again was was quite a comfort for me so I wasn't really scared So just to actually go back on that, I just realised this is another sad point and I completely didn't even think about it because it was my sister's memory. Well, it's my my memory of how my sister was. So she was about, she was born in 2001 and we moved in 2003. So she was like just over one when my mum left. And when my mum came back, obviously she just wanted to cuddle my sister and, and love her and all of that. My sister didn't want to go to her. My sister did not know who she was. And that must have been so heartbreaking for my mum because my sister would refuse to sleep next to her. My sister would refuse to go to her. She would go to my Lola, which is grandma, because she didn't know who my mum was. And um, that was that was really heartbreaking, I think. And when I think about it, it's I can't imagine how my mum would have felt at that point. Okay, let's move past the sad bits now because I don't want to cry anymore. But yeah, so I came to this country nine years old. The best part was, um, I mean, I used to just love reading books. So this was the time that Harry Potter came out. So I was so excited because the houses looked like the house that he lived in with the Dursleys. Um, And that's still, I still believe that most English houses look just like that house on Privet Drive. But I remember when my mum came home to the Philippines to get us, actually, the the first two things that I asked her for were both Harry Potter related things. One was a Harry Potter costume that I was obsessed with. It had a wand, the robe and the scarf and the um, glasses. And I also asked for the um, book collection and... Yeah, those were the two things that I asked my mum for. But watching Harry Potter really helped me get excited about moving to England. So I guess I have them to thank for my easy transition from the Philippines to the UK. But yeah, apart from that, I didn't really... You know, it was it was just England. I mean, when you're a child, it doesn't really make much sense to you. I was just excited that it was cold and, and you know, potentially it was going to snow. And I've never seen snow before, so... That was that was really cool to think that that was going to happen. But like I said, more than anything, I was just really glad that my family was together again. So I then went to school because, yeah, so September is when term starts. So I was a little bit late to school and I joined in year five. And my first friend was actually a girl called Kimberly who was half Filipino. And, you know, she was my best friend. 
and we bonded over being Filipino and actually I had never met anyone who was not from the Philippines. I mean, you know, you have people in the Philippines who are half white as well, but this girl was from England and lived in England, but she was so proud of her Filipino heritage. Like, I, I, it sticks out to me so much, but she was just so proud of how Filipino she was. And it's just really cool when I think back now that a, that a kid like that was just really just proud of her Filipino culture. But yeah, so she was my first friend and we went to primary school together. I didn't really feel different there. You know, people just said that I had an accent because I spoke in an American accent. When you learn English in the Philippines, it's in an American accent. You don't learn it in an English accent. But um, apart from that, there was, I didn't feel any different um, at all. And then I went to secondary school and that's when kids really show you how mean they can be. Now, I don't want to discredit like my whole experience at secondary school because I would say that 95% of the people that I went to school with were not, you know, racist or anything towards me. But the 5% that were really made it difficult because I, I mean, in my early secondary school days, I just wanted to be westernized as hell. You know, I would dye my hair lighter colors and wear colored contacts and all my friends were English and I just didn't feel different. I just didn't really feel Filipino either. Like in particular, I just, I just wanted to fit in and that's absolutely fine. You know, it's when you're a kid, especially when you're a teenager, you just, you spend most of your time just trying to find your way anyway. But my school was just, and my town actually, when I first moved here, it was so white. It was not diverse at all. And I'm not just talking about Filipinos. I'm talking about other ethnic minorities. It is a very white town um, and it really was back in the day. And that didn't really mean much, I don't think. I mean, I might just be looking back at it in a different light. Then you had, like I said, the little moments where I did experience, um, whether it's racism or ignorance, it was discrimination. And, um, And that was really horrible, you know. It's... I didn't know how to fight that fight because in my school I was like the only Filipino kid. I was like the only Asian kid in not just my year but the whole school. That was just really hard for me but I grew thick skin from that and I also learned how to stand up for myself because that's not okay. That's never okay regardless of how old you are, whether you say it's a joke or not. Any sort of discriminatory comments or remarks, whatever is not okay and just needs to fucking stop really. Aside from that, I made some wonderful friends that I am still friends with right now and are just the best people ever and it's just really nice to see how we've all grown up together. So shout out to um, Leonie, Rosie, Alice, Shannon. These have been my girls since day one and they've been through everything with me. So yeah, they, they listen to the podcast too. So I just thought I'd say hello to them. So there's two secondary schools here in our town and almost all the Filipino kids went to um, one school and I got put in the other. And to be completely honest, I am so glad that that's what happened because it really did help me adapt and integrate into just England and English people in general, um, which I think really has prepared me for my future as well. But it was it was nice because I had I couldn't just stay safe in this little 
Filipino shaped box um I had to integrate and I do think that I learned from that and even as an adult that what I learned from that experience still applies and actually helps me you know I I made some great friends and for the most part it was it was a great time it wasn't I wouldn't say that there was a lot of discrimination against me that I can remember some like really harsh words and I know quite a lot of kids especially these days with social media and stuff can't really say the same but for those kids that are in little towns and do experience this and sometimes you you want to stick up for yourself but you don't because sometimes there's 20 of them and and it's it is scary and I understand that and um although it's not okay for people to be doing that to you I understand that it's not always as easy as telling them shut the fuck up but trust me it will get better you'll go to uni for example and boy let me tell you it's different I had no white friends at uni it was it was the complete opposite um it was so diverse and it really opens up your eyes to just how many more people there are out there especially when you're a kid from a small town in the countryside basically like it was I don't know it was just crazy to me that I went to uni and all my friends were different you know different ethnicities and it was just you know I had friends from like you know from Nepal from Rwanda like it was it was really great so just hold tight it will get better and the world is much bigger than the small town that you might be in right now. So kind of going off of that, like with friends, I've always had a diverse group of people that I consider my friends. Um, I say like diverse group, but it's more, it's horrible, but I categorize them um, as like, I've got my school friends and I've got my Filipino friends and I've got work friends and I've got like, like my current friends that like I tend to hang out with and stuff. So they're all quite, you know, categorized, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but they are. And sometimes I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I used to really feel like I, it's, it's weird, I felt like I had to fight for my place at the Filipino friends table in comparison to my white friends table because I didn't spend as much time with my Filipino friends and they all spent time together, like they were all each other's like primary friendship group, whereas my primary friendship group were the ones that I went to school with basically and I really did feel different to them um I thought that I was a lot more westernized and I didn't think that was a positive thing I didn't think I was Filipino enough basically sometimes uh, even though I, I I've always made an effort to learn more about my culture and be up, updated with the latest happenings in my country whether it's like you know actors and actresses music whatever so it's, it's actually quite strange now that I say it out loud that I actually felt like I had to fight harder to sit at the Filipino table than I had with the my white friends. Um, but that's that's how it was. My Filipino friends are like family to me at the end of the day, you know. I don't see them as just friends. I see them as like cousins as, you know, as Filipinos do. You If you're Filipino, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I always think now why I wasn't so vocal about how proud I was of my ethnicity back then and I think that was just because I didn't know how to because I didn't really have social media so I didn't really know how to but I I made sure people knew that I was Filipino and because of like the how the internet wasn't that accessible back then you just weren't as influenced and didn't really have as much of a platform as you do now but now that I'm older and I'm able to see how diverse the world really is 
I've actually acquired like a newfound love like I, I say newfound love it's like a different kind of love for my culture and it's not just being appreciative of it but it's very it's like almost bragging and boasting about my roots and it sounds horrible bragging and boasting but do you know what I mean like I just want to tell anybody that would listen that I'm, I'm Filipino and here's some facts about the Philippines it's great because I've surrounded myself with very successful Filipino women. I'm part of like a group of, you know, other Filipino women who own small businesses. Um, my Filipino friends that I grew up with, they're all doing great. They are all successful. Some of them are getting married. Some of them are just absolutely killing it and are in a better place in their lives. And I couldn't be happier for them because I don't know, it's just, it's just great because you see these people grow more important than anything, I, I want to do it because my younger sibling, so Alex, who is my little sister that I told you about earlier, and my little brother Trey, they, my sister will understand, and, but when she speaks it, it is just horrible, she, she might as well just not try, <laughs> whereas my brother, he's just, I, I feel so bad, but he just knows, like, you know, like, little words and rude words, but he would not be able to try and even speak to you in Tagalog and I, I note that earlier I kept saying I speak Filipino I meant I speak Tagalog so sorry about that but um yeah like I just talk about how I don't know I just want to relate to my siblings about their culture because they didn't really get that and and I'm I'm worried that they just won't know much about their culture um and I just think that that's really important so I'm just going to keep doing that and hopefully they can appreciate it maybe later on in life or at whatever point that they're ready to. I just hope that they do, you know, they do find themselves to be proud of their Filipino roots and want to know more about our history and our people and just celebrate it in general. Sometimes it is really hard though to keep that going because I wish I knew more about the history because I I don't I, I honestly don't and it's really hard to access books that will explain that to you and then on top of that you have to get you know you have to find some time for that but I think you know the resources are out there and I do really want to learn more about my culture on its own because I think it's really important to celebrate both my English culture which I do think I have because I grew up here um but as well as my own Filipino roots and when I have kids, my, I mean, my partner, he's English, when we have kids, they are going to be as much Filipino as they are English, now, because we are going to be living in England, it's going to be a lot easier to acquire the English culture, so it's my job and my responsibility to make sure that my children will also acknowledge and be proud of their Filipino roots, but I can't do that if I don't know myself, like, how to do that so I know it's like you know I'm not planning to have children anytime soon but that's like the kind of thing that keeps me going when it comes to learning more about my culture and in general I just think that diversity is just so important especially when you've got younger or even other Filipinos to be able to see one of their own doing their thing representation matters when you see something like that it makes other Filipinos and younger Filipinos, like I said, be like, oh, I can do that. Oh, that's cool. And you can relate on certain things that could strictly be between Filipinos or, or immigrants or whatever. And, and I think that's beautiful that, you know, you can, you can pick up a podcast or you can read a book or you can, 
you can watch a YouTube video or a movie or a TV show and you see someone that you resonate with, whether it's physically or, you know, with their story. And it's, yeah, diversity is just, I think, just one of the most important things that we need to apply to the world. And honestly, it's going to make the world a better place, really, without being too cheesy about it. Um... But yeah, so I hope I didn't babble on for too long, but that's a little quick run through my life as a Filipina here in the UK, Um, and I hope you guys did enjoy that. It was really hard to kind of talk about everything in a span of like less than 30 minutes, but I'll talk about some of the things that I mentioned in much more detail in another podcast um I'd like to get my partner on to talk about what it's like being an interracial couple um maybe get a couple of my friends on just to see how their journey was in comparison to mine but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this and if you did then I don't know what you do on on the podcast do you like it or do you I don't know but please share with your friends follow me on Instagram and let me know if you related to anything that I spoke about today also just follow me on Instagram I'm quite fun on there so yeah hopefully I'll be uploading in a couple of weeks time Um, like I said please bear with me and keep patient with me if you have any suggestions on what you want me to talk about next time then drop me a comment and I'll speak to you guys soon bye